All right, we're back live and local. It's the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. At 7.35, we took news early as uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder uh, heading into the studio. I uh, wanted to make sure to get plenty of time with them here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. So, Mayor, thanks for taking time with us here. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for the hospitality. Absolutely. It's been a while since I've had you in studio. You've been in with Jim uh, on a few occasions, so it's nice to, to have you here. And again... Uh, thanks to your, uh, your spokesperson for answering my email late yesterday. Right, right. So getting this together quick. Yeah, it's 24-7, that's for sure. That's kind of how I operate, too, sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't necessarily get paid for the 24-7, but <laughs> hey, it just uh, comes with the territory. A uh, lot to get to. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, we had President Joe Biden yesterday lay out that uh, there's some changing guidance for how federal COVID-19 relief can be used. The city of Springfield's already gotten, what, like $13 million of that and expecting to get even more? Yeah, actually, it was... Uh, well, We'll get two tranches, a little bit over $17 million each one, and we see, received one of those. Uh, we haven't allocated the funds as of yet, and so it's good to hear the flexibility with regards to those resources, especially when you're talking about law enforcement. You know, We had LPR, license plate readers, and other initiatives we'd like to pursue, but what that comes uh, dollars that you have to fund it. And the president laid out that you can use some of these dollars for that law enforcement technology, right? Right. Uh, well, I didn't uh, read you know everything verbatim, but it really goes towards or geared towards proactive measures with regards to law enforcement, and that's what I think technology... he even mentioned. He even mentioned like the spot shotter type stuff. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Uh, but really, what it all comes down to is that you can't get any better than community engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Chief Winslow could tell you or would tell you that you know we can have all the technology in the world. It helps them respond faster. But a lot of the crimes are resolved or the proactive nature to prevent it is done with our human interactions. And so uh, that would be the emphasis. Uh, you know, we'll go the technology route, but really the community engagement. What can you do for the young people? Uh, make sure they stay on the right path and uh, move forward in that direction. We're talking with Mayor Jim Langfelder here in studio on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, of course, with uh, the summer months comes an increase in uh, in, in crime uh, that's expected, uh, and the president using that as a, kind of the impetus of, of spurring on some more activity locally, uh, including using some of these federal dollars for, for law enforcement uh, recruiting uh, mm-hmm. and getting more police uh, and uh, helping with uh, some of these other uh, the programs for, for young people to get off the streets and whatnot. Uh, tell us about the police recruitment effort. Uh, you've got, of course, and we're going to try to touch base with uh, some of your staff with the Springfield Police Department, but um, what's going on with police recruitment, and do you see any hurdles that you have to get over or um, any kind of apprehensions from people who, who would otherwise have wanted to apply to be a police officer? Yeah, the, uh, we are already seeing the hurdles. You know, we went through uh, for the first time ever. Uh, Chief Winslow said we have exhausted a, a recruitment list, and that was through our last hirings. Those individuals selected will go through the uh, training, uh, which will take place in the uh, next couple months. But we are already trying to be proactive in recruiting the next class or next wave of officers. And so we're going through that process right now. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, anybody interested can 
go to our website, springfield.il.us, under the police department or be on the front page there with regards to how you can uh, apply. And it's uh, at the end of July is when that uh, timeline expires. So uh, you want to get your name in. But we're partnering with groups like the NAACP and other uh, you know community organizations to try to up our recruitment. But it's really in the numbers, you know, uh, how many uh, individuals you have. And uh, that's what we're trying to focus on. The more you have, the better opportunity to really recruit uh, class one individuals that we all want to service. We um, see a lot of discussion about uh, residency uh, is one of the things that's always brought up. Uh, <laughs> we even had a referendum. Does that impact uh, police? Because that's not been included in the contract, has it? Uh, well, when you went through the civil unrest, that was a uh, one of the areas mentioned uh, when you have majority of your police force living outside your community. That was a voice of concern, especially of areas that ran into conflict like Ferguson. I think 80 percent of their officers were outside Ferguson or maybe higher. So uh, really, it's impediment uh, that you do have uh, – Employees that work within your community or live in your community so they have a greater understanding of the needs. And uh, that's been identified as one of the areas of deficiencies when uh, communities are uh, or when police departments are struggling with community engagement. And so, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to impede someone. Uh, really, what's happening is there, if you want a quality job, a uh, great career, uh, the police department is one of those options. And uh, we train individuals to become those great police officers and give them the tools they need to succeed. And that's the direction we'll continue to go. Springfield has not seen the level of civil unrest that may be have been witnessed in other similar sized cities, even across Illinois. Um, what do you what do you attribute to that? Uh, is it uh, the, the the city's history with uh, with relations among certain communities? Is it uh, the training that Springfield police have? Um, what what do you attribute that to? Well, it's a, it's a combination of everything. Uh, we've never stopped uh, being engaged in the community. It's not something you start all of a sudden. Uh, you know, we were working during the pandemic, but really the community engagement, I was doing that myself personally in my banking days. I was a community reinvestment officer. I walked to John Hay Homes and uh, was engaged in a number of uh, voluntary activities, uh, but gaining that level of trust with all areas of our city. Uh, and then Police Chief Winslow and his leadership, uh, the police department's done an outstanding job with that community engagement. And then uh, our form of government, you know, we have the automatic form of government, and I think uh, neighbors uh, feel comfortable in calling their council members, and that's helped, I think, give the greater trust level with city government and that engagement as well as with the police department. Mayor Jim Langfelder with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed live in studio. I'm Greg Bishop at 741. Um, when it comes to some of the things we've seen across the country and the sentiments against police, uh, how do we combat that? Uh, is it uh, a matter of, you know, like we've seen the recent uh, law enforcement changes that the state brought about uh, and having more regulations on, on police? Is that something that's making it more difficult to recruit or how do we um, in a way uh, address some of the issues raised by the community out there who, who may be critical of, of police? Yeah, I think the uh, state legislation is a, uh you know, it, it had some points that were good and other points uh, that weren't as, um, you know, uh, comforting for officers. Uh, but Chief Winslow can dive into the details of sure. it. Yeah. But with regards to that, there, I think that hinders someone's or makes uh, 
individuals may be more apprehensive uh, with regards to that. So that's something that we'll have to work our way through. And I know Chief Winslow and the Illinois Association of uh, Police Chiefs have worked their way through with the legislature. On our side, the Illinois Municipal League is our lobbyist for the city to uh, express our concerns. But really what it comes down to is changing that perception. If it doesn't hinder really the operations or your ability to serve, and that's where we all need to focus on, doesn't matter if you're a state elected official, local elected official, or federal, we're all here to serve the public, and we need to give the police department the best tools possible to do that uh, while keeping the uh, engagement level or the level of trust at a high level with our uh, community. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. So we'll hear a lot more about uh, police recruitment efforts. Uh, hope to connect with um, somebody with the Springfield Police Department here in the next few days, if not early next week, to give people uh, more information on what it takes to be a police officer, the application process, and so on. Um, so I appreciate you taking time to, to discuss that, especially after President Joe Biden laid out some of the uh, priorities and how he wants those federal dollars um, uh, spent to be able to focus on local law enforcement. Um, but, of course, there's uh, always a ton of other issues that go on, uh, and one that we saw a couple of weeks ago, it was really hot and heavy, and then last week, uh, you know, lawmakers came back, they were going to address energy, it could have possibly led to a premature shutdown of CWLP's coal-fired power plants, uh, then it just seemed to fall apart. Uh, even after it seemed there was some concession to allow for coal-fired power plants to extend to 2045 instead of 2035 if they met certain um, requirements like carbon capture, for instance. Uh, there's other elements involved with like natural gas power and how that was possibly in the mix all of a sudden causing things to derail. But what's going on with this, and um, is this something that you guys are being included in the conversation uh, in the negotiations? Well, one, I appreciate the legislature giving more time to the energy, really take a step back, uh, because it will be very impactful, um, you know, so... I know one of the when we talked about the police reform, that's one of the rubs is, you know, it was uh, worked on, but, you know, kind of went through it in a expedited process. This time, I think uh, the legislature really learned and uh, took a step back and uh, because it will impact us for generations. I mean, we're talking about everybody's future and our children's future. So it, it has to be a thoughtful process. And what's the right balance of power? That's what I've always said, uh, you know, because when you flip that switch or turn that thermostat dial up, you want to make sure you have energy and uh, make sure it's equitable, you know, it's uh, at a good price. So I think they did the right thing, taking that step back and seeing what's that right balance. When uh, do you uh, need to take coal off, but uh, not in its entirety? I think uh, you need a backup plan, especially when you have China and India and they're polluting to their heart's content. Their carbon capture technology will be really beneficial from the economic standpoint, but from the climate change standpoint, you prove that technology successful. Now you have have a open market to uh, assure their compliance with uh, today's standards. But, Mayor, it's not just India and China. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, it's Indiana and Kentucky, <laughs> right? I well, mean, they're, they're right too. next to us. Right, right. And so that's part of it. But Dalman 4, you know, that's the one we, uh, we have bills to pay till 2040. Right. And so that was our rub on that. And um, so, 
uh, we're one of the cleanest uh, burning plants, if not the burning uh, cleanest burning plants in the country. And we were, you know, when they brought that online in 2008 or 2009, uh, Sierra Club was even touting it. So uh, not much has changed since that point in time. What has changed is we've taken 31 and 32 off. We've uh, worked out a plan where we're going to uh, sunset 33 and bring in a solar initiative. So we've been proactive, and uh, we felt it was very important that we don't get penalized for the great work and the investment that our residents have done, and uh, I um, just appreciate that the legislature, uh, especially all our senator <laughs> Senator Turner, uh, heard our voices along with uh, you know Representative Shear and the others within the state house, and uh, really carried that voice for us. What's uh, a lot of these discussions have been kind of behind the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that uh, that catches a lot of people off guard when they see some of the bullet points come out. They're like, "Oh my gosh, twenty thirty five! What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. So they don't necessarily see the justification behind it mm-hmm. uh, without those public conversations out in the public. Um, instead, it's just you know the the governor making statements, the Senate president making statements. So we don't necessarily know the status of these negotiations. What can you tell us about the status? Are they still going on or? Or have, has things just kind of quieted down and uh, with plans of having more conversations? Yeah, I think they're still going on. They they want to make sure that they get everybody on the same page, make things better than what they are today, and everybody understands that. But what's that right solution? So I really appreciate Senator, uh, the President Harmon, and his efforts because I think without that, I think it. Who knows what would have happened? So I really appreciate his efforts in stepping it up and raising that or alarm uh, that we can make sure that we have a proper solution for everybody, especially that it doesn't do. Uh, irreparable harm to our residents, especially in the city of Springfield, but we're not the only one in this situation. Mayor Jim Langfelder, uh, I know you got to get out of here to another meeting, but finally, uh, ward plan meetings happening. Uh, what are some of the major things that you've been hearing about from uh, the various wards? Well, we just wrapped it up, and each ward's different in their own right, but uh, what were the commonalities where everybody has sewer issues, uh, streets uh, are still there. Uh, there's always concern for the homeless, but uh, what was interesting is the uh, Right, um, raise of the level of awareness for beautification and uh, clean up, especially when it comes to fly dumping. So we're going to take a hard look at that and uh, and come up with uh, you know a better plan or approach to address that particular situation. Working with the you know neighborhood groups and the city in, in general. And again, uh, the federal uh, tax dollars being uh, used to help spur on some of these things because there's you could use it for sewers, you could use it for broadband, you could use it for a bunch of infrastructure things. Right. Actually, for the infrastructure, the way it was first introduced was for water, sewer, and broadband, but it can replenish uh uh, revenues lost, and so that would give cities uh, flexibility with regards to that. So we did have some loss of revenue resources, and then that way you can possibly reallocate or reprioritize or make sure you don't cut back on infrastructure needs like your roads and things of that nature. So uh, we will put a plan together with our work plan meetings. It was timely, and then we'll put that uh, plan together and uh, present to the city council and move forward from there.